be a munch. At, and then SpongeBob one was the thing that killed me. I was like, Richie. Oh, yeah, the bikini bottom, bottom thing. I would gladly be a munch for her, though. That's fact. I feel like most people would. I mean, I'm not saying that. Everybody said it because you like pinky in her prime. That's the, that was the thing that took uh, me out. No, when someone said she was like in her prime, I was like, I had to stop, like, side by side. Like, it's not. Her dad funny. masturbated to her in jail, bro. Ha! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, children, appropriations. Welcome back to another episode of Because I Have a Live Mic here on Fluent Radio. It's good, everybody. We're day late, but not a dollar short. Gang, gang. We had a birthday to celebrate, so. I've had to celebrate some birthdays in this bitch. Hey, happy birthday. Yeah, but just because we day late don't mean we still got a great show for you lined up today. We commiserate Jeff's uh, fallen hero. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know those are going to come. That's okay. Yeah, I was, you know, holding that one in. Uh, we also going to talk about the Bears getting the first pick in the draft and what they should and what they should not do with it with a lot of people I've been seeing recently. Yeah. I'm- we also uh, preview the NFL playoffs. You know, got a big games coming up this week. We also going to what? So basically, what will happen if Cincinnati, Buffalo, or uh, Kansas City wins? Because it's a whole confuffle with everything that went down, and we still got a whole bunch of other stuff for you. It is. It's a, it's a lot. Like it's a lot. Because so everybody knows, right? You know, Demar Hamlin. By the way, update on Demar Hamlin. He is out of the hospital. Well, out of the Cincinnati hospital, he's going to Buffalo. Uh, he was able to get off the ventilator better, so he's getting a little bit better. So that's good news to hear. He's getting a good bag now too. Yeah, oh, he's getting a bag because his his toy drive went up from like just being like uh, twenty five thousand to like almost over seven billion, seven not, million. So. Not even that. Do you see his t shirts? The oh yeah. So did we win t shirts? Oh yeah. <laughs> he sold over like eighteen million of them. Yeah. There. So hey, he getting a bag and he got you know his heart's better. So that's always good. But um, with everything that went down with that happening, a lot of people didn't know how the number one seat was going to play out. So. Right as of now, you know, with the playoffs and everything going on, Kansas City has the number one seat, right? Kansas City is the outright number one seat. Yes. If and only if Buffalo and uh, Cincinnati wins, then they will go to a neutral site because of the fact that there is no true, like, out-and-out out number one seat, right? Um, so if uh, so Buffalo plays Miami, so they should probably win. And then Cincinnati plays Baltimore, and they should probably win. So, um, if th- if they win, then those two teams would play each other. So then it would go to a neutral site, probably like maybe maybe even like a Miami, maybe uh, L.A., uh, yeah. someplace. They don't know where yet. They I think they narrowed it down to I think maybe like either uh, Vegas or L.A. Whoever uh, would be the most attention, yes. Yeah, so probably probably most likely L.A. Um, so yeah, uh, the NFC side is good. They're not doing a neutral side. Everything that's that's also. Uh, but yeah, so but if uh, and then let's just say if any one of those teams go to uh, end up beating and meeting Kansas City in the championship, it also will go to a neutral side for various reasons. So it's it's a lot of confusing stuff going on, but it's a lot more of just like, hey, this is what's gonna happen for right now. But more for ratings, not more for ratings, but yeah. And again, wouldn't be shocked if the, all of a sudden this neutral side thing starts to become a, a permanent thing all of a sudden in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. I wouldn't be surprised, actually. But, uh... Okay, whatever. <laughs> Once a packer, always a packer. Like Shakur, call me Tupac. I'm green and yellow. Green Bay, Green Bay. Uh, it gets scary Halloween day. Green oh, face. Okay. Uh, Bloody yes. Mary secondary. Uh, Jordan Green face. Doesn't feel right. 
Detroit. To say goodbye. I can't wait to clip this and then just have pictures of Aaron Rodgers walking off the field. Okay, now you're going too far. <laughs> now you're going too far. I hope you get flagged. It was just everybody just going up to fit off sad, walking up the tunnel with ah! Randall Cobb. Nobody else, because nobody else really liked him on the team, so it's just him up there walking. You know you got to end it with homeboy in a uh, tunnel crying. Exactly. Why am I giving you, uh, what's the name? Shut up. Oh, what a so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. So Detroit lost. <laughs> I mean, you know, Green Bay lost. Detroit did not fucking lose. <laughs> I mean, Green Bay lost. Well, it's so cold in the day. And you know the funniest thing about that? So we got throughout the whole get, like the whole week before this game, Green Bay was doing nothing but disrespecting the mess out of Detroit. Like they gave them no type of respect, anything like that. And then the game comes and they look so shabby. Like, granted, and granted, going into the game, Detroit had already been eliminated from the playoffs. So there was no way that if they could have won, they weren't going to go in because uh, of Seattle's uh, victory, right? So there was no way for them to get in. But they said, if I ain't going, you ain't going either. Uh, uh, those plays I've seen were terrible. Like, it was just, like, not even, it was just bad. Like, a lot of them. I mean, they did drop a lot of passes. It was, it, it wasn't even that. The fact that they dropped a lot of passes, they just did not look motivated. They looked, and I will be honest, they looked like they were going to be. <laughs> I just heard the song. Uh, that what they said. They would have lost. I would have. I had this queued up if they lost. Mm -hmm. Some still gonna play. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody was happy to Big Sean. He just out there like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. He but no, ass. they looked so they looked so uninspired. Like they looked like they just assumed that they were just gonna walk in and beat Detroit. And they just did not look they did not look like they were willing to play for this playoff spot. They look they literally looked like they were just gonna walk in and it had and it be handed to them. And Detroit said no. And the funniest thing about that was again uh Jamal Williams on that other side of the uh ball. Granted, he being from, you know, Green Bay released them, and him for him to score basically the two touchdowns on him that actually sealed the deal made it even so sweet. But, again, they just did not look inspired. They did not play inspired football. It looked like they were just just didn't care. And then they thought that Detroit was just going to come in and lay down, and Detroit was like, nah, B. Like, this ain't the same Detroit. Again, shout out to – you got to give credit to Dan Campbell for them coming from him going 1-8 to basically going 6-3. Uh, Six and two the rest of the season, he looked that if he's not coach of the year this year, I don't know who is. That is what I can say is they did turn this team around. And because when you would mention Lions, it would be all disrespect. Yeah. So I so I can't give him that round of applause for that. Yeah. But I but and then again, it's just and the, though. yeah, I mean, yeah, too much, too much credit. Yeah, but bad. but. This is going to be interesting because if you look around now in the NFC, especially in the NFC North, right? Like, if I'm Green Bay and who's been having the stranglehold on this division for like the past, you know, 10 years, I got to be a little worried because now you're going into another offseason of will he or won't he retire with Aaron Rodgers? 
majority of your team is going to be leaving, right? You're leaving Alan Lazard, right? Um, Randall Cobb's probably even going to for a minute though, too. Well, no, he's no, he's leaving now. Like he, this is his last year of his contract. Uh, you got Alan Lazard, who you know who's leaving. You got Randall Cobb, who may retire, who may not. But if he comes back, he's not the Randall Cobb of old. Uh, the defense is aging. You don't really have any tuned out of young outside of like Jair Alexander on that team. That's not you know on the plus side of you know plus side of thirty. Uh, you have a good offense, yes, with uh, Christian Watson, but you don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the catalyst, and him walking up that uh, that the tunnel at the last you know that tunnel in the last shot that we saw him with Randall Cobb that looked like he might be leaving Green Bay. I don't think he's retiring. I think he's going to leave though. I just think. He needs to leave because he's gotten to that point where he just looks like he just doesn't care about playing there anymore. Do you think this is his uh, 94 year, his Jordan 94 year, when he lost and then he's going to come back and then do something special? I think, no, I think I, I think he lost and come back special, but I don't think he'll do it as a Green Bay Packers. It goes to a certain point where in the relationship that they have, when they've been together with someone so long, you need a break from one of each other. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like, and you can tell he just didn't, you know, like, we could look at the entire game. He did not look inspired this game. No, he, he did not look it. like he wanted to play. He did not look like he wanted to play. He just was like, all right, I'm just out here, so, you know, so I don't get fined, so I can get paid. This reminds me of his first year. Well, not his first year, but remember, like, the first... You know, every time he comes nowadays, like the first game of a season is always just terrible. Yeah, it's always just like because you're just there. It became like tradition, and to me, it looks like that type of game, dude. He had. Yeah, he was just like he was. He wasn't playing inspired football. He was just playing. It's like all right, because I'm out here. So I was disappointed. Even when they were close to the goal line, like that was the moment I saw when it. he threw it and he had the opportunity to run it in. That to me was the signal of like he just doesn't care because. Yeah. Any, if this was like three years ago, you knew Aaron Rodgers gonna run that in. Yeah. That was a walk in touchdown for him. Now it's it just like, because mm. one pump thing, you it's like one pump thing, you freeze on a different, right. and he's up there. And then, like I said, uh, and then not just not playing smart football with the uh, Cravon Walker pushing the pushing, pushing Who was that you push somebody in a you clearly see he's not a player, right? You clearly see he's an official coming out there to check on somebody because they got because he was getting hurt and you push him in front of the refs and then it's shocked when you get thrown out the game. Like, what? And then you want to cry too, right? You then you want to cry up the it's tunnel, like, ball, bro, no, you don't get to cry for that. It took my ball, man. Ball, but, but that's and, and that's what I'm saying. Like that, it just they did not look like they played in spot. And then that last, especially that last play where he just threw up a punt, basically yeah. to uh, to the defense. But then even that even, made me so angry. And then the, for, the 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 one that killed me was the fourth and one where it basically sealed the game for him. Like you knew they had to get this one yard. You knew they weren't. You know, all they had to do was get one yard, and then you let him get wide open in the flat. Yeah, no. Like right there, just sit there, stood and stood on you. Like that was just like I said, they did not look like they played inspired football. And I don't know if a change in quarterback, you know, a change in coach, a change anything can get that team back to where they want to play inspired football. Because that's the problem, right? They just didn't. They're like they're off this whole season. They just like kind of. Not so much Kate walked through it, but they had like a, a light schedule going into it, and they didn't, like I said, they didn't respect Detroit. Detroit came in there ready to show them, like, oh, y'all ain't gonna talk, y'all gonna talk all this mess? All right, cool, we gonna just come in and knock y'all in the mouth. Yeah, they didn't play inspired football. They really did have, like, no, yeah, moments. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not moments. saying, but it's just like, it's always how you leave them. And for the fact that you leave 
you leave this taste in, the, in a lot of Green Bay Packer fans on the way you go out where, you yeah, like, okay, this is Detroit, you know, they – you know, we beat beat them before. We did all this before. Now, all of a sudden, like, you had the opportunity to do it again. They come in and they play. Like I said, they know they have nothing to lose, right? Yeah. They play it with house money at this point because they know if, if we if you lose, you get knocked out the playoffs, right? We already out the playoffs. We can go home. It don't matter. But we're going to make sure you play and go shit, too. This whole game, I was, I was serving tables while watching this whole game mm-hmm. and just thinking to myself, like, I know football. Obviously, you have a more sensitive. I'm like, what type of plays are you doing, Rogers? Like, what are you doing? I would have never made that call. In like the fourth quarter, you seen a lot of those type of plays where it, he really just checked out. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was Matt. It was between like Matt Lafleur. Like you can see Matt Lafleur was trying to call it in. And again, it's one of those cases where you look at Aaron Rodgers and you look like he was just not like there. I think he probably he probably he, he probably see what happened was he was Perk Rogers he wasn't Aaron Rogers he was yeah, Perk Rogers at that point that was Perk Rogers he had too much of the you know he had too much of the happy shot too. have you ever seen the movie um, <laughs> watching this movie is like I'm watching this movie watching this game is like watching that movie everything like you think that he I'm like he can't be that stupid enough to do that and they do it. And the outcome is exactly what you think it's gonna be like. But and I'll and I'll say this: I think the problem is, and like the problem is with Aaron Rodgers was he was so used to doing whatever he wanted to this uh, Detroit Lions defense, right? Yeah. Used to just throwing up bombs, and then you were having Devontae Adams is coming down catching, you have Robin, uh, Robert Tunyon catching, and you have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon just running all over it. Yeah. And when they weren't doing those things, and if that pressure became amounted more, yeah, it, he just didn't. He folded, and that was the issue. Was he folded. You gotta look at who, who he's playing around with these days, though. And, and, I mean, I give him that. I'm not saying, like, again, it's not all his fault, right? He's still playing with a bunch of young receivers who probably <clears throat> don't know no better. But at a point, that's when you, as Aaron Rodgers, got to go, like, listen, they are out of the playoffs. They have nothing to play for. We win and continue to play. They they don't. Let's right. go out there and let's go out there, kick their ass, and let's go to the playoffs. And I don't think he did that. I think he just kind of he was very nonchalant about, oh, it's this Detroit. You know, it is what it is. And then when he lost, it was just like, oh, well, you know, I might think it may be one of the cases where I got to sit back and think about, like, retiring. And, and like, bro, like, y'all going to do this again. It really is the same every single year. I'm tired of that, too. Yeah. I'm tired of that, too. That's what I said. Like, just just pick pick one. Like, either you going to retire or you just go play. Like, because that's the thing that's going to that's the thing that's gonna be annoying. Because, again, they know, Aaron knows that he has, they have nothing to lose. Right? Cause they know they probably not going to play Jordan Love. Right. The quarterback market is probably not that good this year, so the only big name is probably Lamar Jackson, and they're not, they, and they don't have the money to pay Lamar Jackson. So, oh no, definitely not. Well, I wanna, uh, I would like to read uh, read a tweet by one of my favorite rappers concerning this matter. Okay. Let me see. Let me see if I can try to get his name right. And as a Packer fan, all I can say is, relapse. I've been done with 12. 12 been done with football. No, when the fuck are we going to be done with 12? <laughs> I don't know, but go pack. Profound words by the, the, the best rapper alive, Lil Wayne. Profound words, profound words. Yeah, this part was stupid as well. Pissed me off. 
walks right in. Look at that. All right, uh, you don't just just gotta change this now. <laughs> gotta change that. Now you talk about the Bears, and I can cry a little bit. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Well, the Bears. Hey, shout out to Lovey Smith for doing the Bears one more thing before he got out. Having the Texans play real hard against Indianapolis, having the Texans ending the season on a high note by winning a game and secure the number one seed. I mean, the number one pick for the Bears. Shout out to you. Shout, shout out to Lovey. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Shout, shout out to Lovey. Still, 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 always, always the Chicago Bear. And it is hard. No, but yeah, uh, the Bears have the number one pick in the draft. The first time they've had that since 1947. So, you know. really? Yeah. You say, shout out city. <laughs> you say, Bear city. city. But no, but yeah, no. So it's been a lot of talk about what, uh, what they should do with their pick. Uh, I'd still say like. If you have the number one pick, just use it. Uh, go ahead and pick the best player there. Uh, there's been a lot of debate on what they should do with that pick, though. I don't know why. Um, I Again, like I said, just go ahead and pick Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter. Either one of those two are probably the best players. Like Those are the best players and those answers to needs that you have right now. Like You need defense and you need an edge rusher. So there you go. Two of the best players right there. Um, but I know a lot of people have been saying this, which again, it, it you have the first four pick, especially with the Bears. Like, when you look at it, they have a king's ransom right now, so because they can trade away because they're not like they need a quarterback, they don't need a quarterback. Uh, there's not too many receivers. Even a lot of people have said it, which is stupid, which is the stupidest thing, right? Like, it, it's I really stupid. I'm kind of glad I had it because I actually had the data, like, just like, descend, uh, like. Digest this. Yeah, digest it and depress. Yeah. Digest like a lot of the dumb uh, compulsory thinking of like, let's draft Bryce Young. Okay. So I heard that talk. (laughs) Let me explain to you why that is the stupidest decision the Bears can make, which I am not a worry. I'm not worried that the Bears make decisions because I don't think they will. Drafting Bryce Young does not fix your biggest issue. You have the number one pick, you have the bunch of cap space. When, if you were to trade away Justin Fields to draft Bryce Young, you would lose not only the locker room, but the city. Because Justin Fields literally went through hell to put the city on his back just to get this team to like being somewhat of a viable threat, yeah. right? Drafting Bryce Young doesn't adjust the fact that you have a bad offensive line, that you have no true number one receiver, that that defense, that defense gave up more points than it has ever in the history of this franchise. That's true. Changing quarterbacks isn't going to fix anything, right? You lose that locker room because you see Justin Fields has sit there and had to, you know, take everything in and say, like, hey, you know what? A lot of this is on me. I got to get better, right? And, again, Justin Fields has to get better as a passer, right? Like, he was ranked uh, 32nd in the league in shotgun in, uh, shotgun pass, right? He was ranked, I want to say he was ranked 31st in uh, yards per game. He was ranked, uh, he was ranked in the bottom half of, uh, yards per you know yards plus twenty yards or more. Right, yeah, first and second are rushing us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and again, and that's one of the things you have stuff to build off on. Justin Fields has a as a quarterback has to get better. The problem is nowadays people don't want to develop quarterbacks. They just want like as I like to call it microwave quarterbacks. You yeah. pop them in there. You pop them in the microwave. You get to Super Bowl. You get out. Right. No one wants to develop a quarterback. Right. You look at what Jalen Hurts has did this year. Right. A lot of people were saying the same thing about him. They are doing. Uh, they are doing with Justin Fields, right? He can only run the ball. He can't really throw. He has bad accuracy. Everything like that. 
Then the uh, Eagles went out and got A.J. Brown, got him a true number one receiver, and look at what happens in Jalen Hurts, right? He's an MVP candidate, has his team number one seed in the NFC, and has him as a Super Bowl contender. If you go out there, you fix that offensive line, you have the money to do that, you go get a number one receiver in anything, right? Like, if uh, one of the best picks I've seen, one of the best, like, things I've seen was, like, trading away the number one pick to maybe get, like, a guy like T. Higgins from... uh, from Cincinnati, that go out, something. go out and get D Hop because you know D Hop's probably wants to leave. Go out and get uh, Devonte Adams because they have they have that uh, they have the money deck. They can do that, right? You get one of those receivers and you surround uh, Justin Fields with weapons. Then yeah. Now again, if he doesn't develop from that, then you think about that. But you give him the opportunity to develop before you just write him off. That's the biggest issue. Is people always want to write off these quarterbacks before they even have a chance to develop. So give him a year and some weapons and see what's right, going on. Right, right. If you give him a year and he still can't make throws down the field, can't decide anything like that, then, yeah, it's a different story. But if he comes – because, again, the one thing you don't want to do is trade away Justin Fields, he go be a star someplace else, and then the Bryce Young thing doesn't work out. Because, again, the Jets thought they had something good in uh, Zach Wilson, and now he's not – and now they're already looking like how they can get rid of him. So last thing you want to do is that. To me, Chicago's always been a team to to throw with their quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like look at Trubisky. Yeah. Well, we never had a good one, so we never know what a good one was, right? Like, again, the I'm best. A, I'm a Trubisky fan. I am, too. I thought he was. I thought if he was in this office now, he would be fine, right? Like, he, he was. if he was in this offense right now, it would be perfectly fine. But, like. Trubisky, again, because he, he was a runner first, right? Like, he was an improviser. He would run, right? Uh, use his legs. He had a decent arm. He was just, it was just the problem was, was they were white. asking him too much. <laughs> that too. They were asking him to do too much, right? He was white and running quarterback. Can't have that. Can't have two of those. And you're in a McNaggy system, which never works. Oh my God, yes, you were in McNaggy system. But no, again, last, if you look, right, like when they, once they got rid of Roquan, right, that defense went down here, right? And then you can look throughout that whole season, like literally once they lost, once they took Roquan Smith out of that defense, it went downhill. Because they couldn't stop anybody, or only thing they could they couldn't not that they couldn't stop anybody, but they couldn't hold a lead, or they couldn't uh, get people off the field. Right, people were going marching literally down the field. On this. That's not his fault. It kind of is. I mean, but, I mean, half the game, Justin Fields had him in the game. It was just the fact that the defense, the defense gave up and just like, all right, well, you can get some yards. Go ahead. I know, but don't get too many yards away, bro. Yeah, right. But yeah. Like, look at this. Look, like, look at him. Look at that. He zoomed past everybody. Because again, the defense don't the defense couldn't hold the lead. Again, it was only like the three bright spots on that defense was uh Kyle Gordon, Jaquan Brewster, and uh Sandboard, the linebacker. That was it, right? Like so you build around those guys, get that defense together, find a pass rusher, right? If you want to again. Right. Find the pass on. Well, they need a pass rusher since they lost Kumbo Mac. They don't really have a pass rusher, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I had that tr- name in months. <laughs> I think he hurt too, but yeah, no, but yeah, you know. but that's what you need to do. If you can figure out how to do that, then you're fine, right? Like you, right. you, you build from that. But yeah, but if you're gonna trade the way to pick, at least trade it, you know, smartly, not just trading the way to get a quarterback that you don't need. I think we're finally gonna make some good uses of these picks. I, I trust, I trust this front, I trust this front office more. I do. I, we're gonna see. I, I, I trust it. We're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see how this works. And I'm a little concerned, but I'm not too too concerned because 
But we uh-huh. gotta give we gotta give credit credit when credit's due. They might mess this up, but I don't think so. I think Ryan Poles has, has done. I think I mean Ryan Poles has actually done a lot of good things right through here, and if, again, even if they fade away, they don't get smart and they can get players or even still picks in this draft and next draft, you're good, right? Because in the top ten by itself, you have Atlanta, Carolina, Detroit, Denver, uh, Houston, and the Colts who all five teams that need a quarterback, right? So if I'm trading my pick, I'm trading it in that top 10. So that way I can still end up picking up Will Anderson Jr. So I still have that pick, right? So I still have that pick. And then you can still get a King's Ransom. You can still get a second round. If you're going to trade that first round pick, you have to trade it to at least within that first yeah. 50, right? Like keep it in that first 50. Then you can worry about it later. And second round, try to get like some a defi- um, second round they definitely should get a receiver right like they're gonna be like this this draft is loaded with receivers this year so they're gonna get a receiver in within that top 50 so they're gonna have a good receiver and then they can build around there like I said if they can get like a T Higgins they can get uh, Devontae Adams so they can get D Hop any of those guys right there not so much D Hop because D Hop has a no trade clause in his contract so he would have to tr- he would have to choose yeah. who he wants to go to uh, but I just think I think if he, it was up to D Hop between Kyler Murray and um, Justin Fields, I think he will go with Justin Fields just because you know Justin Fields doesn't miss practice because Call of Duty dropped. <laughs> Do you think that he has enough clout to try to persuade some of these people to come play with him? Who Justin? Yeah, it could. I mean, if if he has that possibility and pull to do it, I don't think like he has like that. Oh yeah, you know you come play, we do this and. I think again having the much cap space does help too. Like, hey, we can get you paid, so that's a big thing too. But as in, but like I said, this this draft not so much receiving draft, but this receiving free agency isn't really that good. Like they don't really have nobody that's out there that stands out to be like, okay, yeah, this is the guy that I can imagine myself playing with. So it's just like, eh, it's better to build it in the draft and trades. But he could if he wanted to. And a majority of these games that they played this year. Only a couple of them, well, you know, more than a couple, were like blowouts. They were, no, for they. For the most part, they should have been blown out in a majority of these games, but they kept it really close. The Miami game, they definitely should have been blown out yeah. of. Uh, the first Minnesota game they lost, they should have won because he fumbled it. Yeah. It was the Buffalo game, which was a lot closer than a lot of people want to give it credit for. It was. You had the. The Eagles game, which again they only lo- they lost that by five. They, that was the, that was how you knew it's something good. Uh, they they were like one in seven when it came to like games within like a, a score, like uh, eight point games or more. Like they were one in seven when it came to those stops. Yeah. So it's not like this team is bad. It's just again they don't have anybody that you fear on that defense, and you also don't have nobody on that offense outside of Justin Fields that you were worried about. Like if you made Justin Fields a passer, then yeah, it wasn't he wasn't you know capable enough to win it because there were some throws where he was just trying to he do trying too to much. Yeah. He was just trying to do too much, right? Like it was sometimes where he it was better to take the check down, but he tried to throw the twenty yard bomb, and I think he's gonna have to progress from that as well. So if he can sit down, look at the tape, and see where he can grow from like that to where he can see like okay, cool, instead of throwing that you know twenty yard bomb, there's the five yard check down where I can live another play and get some more yards, and then I can use my legs. He's trying to be like Mahomes. He tried it, yeah. Yeah. Fun. I, like, I know Mahomes isn't uh, an in-the-pocket quarterback, 
Is he like a big runner? He's not. I like never, this year, he kind of a little bit big, yeah, I was a little say, bit more. I never really seen him uh, Mahomes really isn't like a runner like like Justin is, but he can you know kind of create those plays that where his he just stalls long as he yeah, I know. I seen that last play when they were running around in a circle. Oh, Someone that's disrespectful. And then, they go, and, and then they do a touchdown after that. Imagine not only you do a, a ring around a rosy, you get there, you score, and then you call it back. Bro, that's disrespect. We got to fight. Here's the thing, though. They called it Al back. Al Davis, Al go rolling over. They still scored. <laughs> like, the next way. At the next round, they still scored it. Yo, Howie Long was looking at that like, bro, like, I oh, yeah, they had to pull it back. It was just like, going to win now. But no, but yeah, if... Fields can get better as a quarterback, as a passer, and combine that with his running capability. Bears team is almost unstoppable. I like how that flew with the music. I do what I can. That was amazing. And again, and just imagine, right? Because you look at the NFC. I mean, you get let's say if the Bears next year are even capable, they have the NFC is wide open. Yeah. Next year, like AJ and the Eagles are still probably going to be the top team there. Um, don't really know what's gonna uh, gonna happen with the Saints and everything if they fire their quarterback. I mean, their coach, and then if John Payton comes back or if yeah. he stays, you know, broadcasting because he's technically still on the contract with the Saints. Still, he's technically still he's he's on the contract to about twenty twenty five, no twenty twenty four, twenty twenty four. So uh, this would be his technically last year on the contract. He just he's like he just like I'm gonna take a break. Yeah. Uh, so he's there. Um, you don't know what's going to happen with Tom Brady. We don't know if he's going to stay or leave in, um, he in Tampa Bay. He ain't got nothing to live for anymore. Ain't got no, that's why he's only good football. This man, this man going to be like, he's just going to be like a Madden simulator and just go until like 2027 where he's like 58 years old. He's just going to go to what any place is warm weather and yep. where the hose at. There you go. You hear that, Vegas? Here comes Tom Brady. I know he's not coming here. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, damn, Drake coming here. That's a reason. <laughs> I love Austin for a reason. <laughs> to get away from the gingers. I'm not even niggers neither. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of, uh, ooh, I can't wait for this downfall when da- when uh, Dallas loses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you that. know the funniest thing about that where Scott came back, he was like, oh, this is it. And again, you can't even blame the coach it on this. It never one. it, though. But here's the thing: you can't even blame the coach on this one because, like, if you look at Mike McCarthy, he's he's been he has twelve two twelve win seasons and have them in the playoffs both of those times, right? Dak has not looked good, and Dak has not looked good. He's again he leads the league in NFLs with uh, fifteen interceptions when he's only played five games. Only five games. Well, no, no, he's he's missed only five games. But but that's even worse. That means you threw an interception. You thrown at least. One and a half interceptions, at least two games. It was like every game. Yeah, but I tell you that last time, the last couple games, it was all picks. It was just bad. But like, first of all, I'm upset because he damn blew my damn parlay. All I needed you to win. I didn't even need you to win. <coughs> I just needed you to fucking cover the damn spread. I would have never had. Any. I had. I, I I just had. I had. I had Washington losing, but I had them at least covering the spread, at least getting within seven, and they let them blow them out. Yeah. And it, what made it worse was they blew them out with all of the starters in there. Like I could understand if there was if like you didn't start anybody because you already knew you had to you know the seed locked up and you were playing Tampa Bay. But then you're gonna start everybody and still blow it like that, get blown out. They didn't care. They're a good spot. But, but again, I don't cool. But then at least take them out and be like, hey, you know what? All right, cool. Cooper Rush, you know, everybody else, y'all going to play. We, you know, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, 
Ezekiel Elliott, uh, CD Lamb, all y'all gonna be over here. But they had a whole starters in and got blew out <laughs> by a rookie quarterback who, who uh, in Sam Howell, a dude who's about to leave in Ron Rivera coached him against that. If they lose, Dak is gonna have an issue. Mm, That's gonna be well. funny to watch, especially with uh, especially with Jerry Jones up there trying to talk about it again. Like, hey, we are gonna s- explore all our options. What? I'm just waiting for the day Jerry Jones just, just says skip it. I'm just gonna be the head coach. He I, already the owner. He already the president. He already the GM. Just just be the head coach at he, this point. Man, he gonna put a president with a uh, a black little thing on his arm. Come on. All right, let's go run some suicide. No. Like, what? No. Oh, my God. That's oh, going to be funny. God, what was that? Bro, like, he threw. What? The, he, Wait, what just happened? Again, that's how you knew it was bad. When the when the first play, the punter messed up. Look at this. What? That was terrible, bro. And that Dallas game was just terrible to watch. I was just like, bro, what is this happening, right? Like, and, and not to mention, Dallas still had a shot at getting the number one seed. Like Dallas still had a shot to get the number one seed because that was that thing was still wide open and Dallas blew it blew it like that. This is the first two minutes. The first two minutes. Because Dallas again, as Stephen A. once said, any way Dallas can break your heart, they will find it. How about them damn cowboys? How about them damn cowboys? You know what? Since this whole skip thing, I kind of and I've been watching first take. With Steven uh, and Michael Irvin, oh my that's God. way more funnier, dude. <laughs> it is. This is Michael Irvin. I watched it like a long time, but it's way more funnier, dude. I've been cracking up. Steven A is still annoying as Oh, he's still, no, he's still going to be annoying. And Michael Irvin, like, like, they got a good little team over there. Again, I, I'm just waiting for that. I'm just waiting because I already know what's going to happen. Shannon Sharp going to leave Fox. ESPN gonna just pay him a boatload of money and it's going to be Steve Tonin. First take, Stephen A. Smith versus Shannon Sharp. That's gonna be loud. That's just gonna be loud gonna as be hell. Loud not, but even with like Michael Irvin and them over there, it's already loud. Exactly. Over there. They know it. But at least Michael Irvin, you know, Michael Irvin's still, you know, kind of calm and yeah. look, from Michael Irvin's standpoint. He like, he like, on like a scale of like one to ten, like Michael Irvin is like a seven. Michael, Michael Irvin is like that Southern Baptist preacher that yeah. just kind of gets started. Whereas Shannon Sharp is like the Southern bishop, where he always, he just <laughs> loud for no reason. And uh, God to set you. Uh, the GOAT LeBron James. Stephen A. Stephen A. Stephen A. Come on now. I forgot how long Shannon been doing this. I was watching the clip. Uh, I think it was like the Prime NFL. Like the oh, prime. yeah. Shannon been. Like, a lot of people. He like, was funny as hell. On Shannon that. been doing this for a minute. Like, Shannon really did. Like, he found his second act. He's been doing this for like a, a slight minute. And he just got. And he's gotten better over time, too. So. He has. You know what? I've been, uh, I've been checking out some of his uh, podcasts. Cause, like, he did one with like, oh, Waka Flocka. Oh, yeah. He did one with that oh, one was say, really say. good. Yeah. That one was really good. Yo, his, but I like, think his the, interviewing skills are coming together. Really but I good. think it's the thing that makes Shannon a little bit... Like, it always seems like former athletes, and even, like, I'll even say, like, Stephen A. Like, the thing that makes him so... Like, that makes them so, like, cool and, like, seem like a lot of athletes want to talk to him is because, like, they know, like... It's not so much a level of disrespect, like, cause you know, like you, you you see, like Skip has had this podcast for the long his podcast, and nobody's gone on it, cause nobody really messes with Skip like I'm that. I'm surprised Lil Wayne even going because you know what I'm saying. Like, no, she's, yeah. she's talking about Lil Wayne on there, right? But but you can see, like Shannon, like knows how to like 
bring it to like having like a, a an atmosphere of like cool, yeah. right? Like you just talking to like your that uncle you just talking to, right? Like exactly. which, right? It don't feel like all businessy. Where Skip is just like this weird Alex Jones s thing. <laughs> he got the mic right here. I told I told her I told her I couldn't have any children because it's hate in my heart. Alex Jones. He look, I'm telling you, look. If you ever look at it, it just looks like he looks like he just like took it from the Alex Jones playbook. I think the only guest that has came on there is his wife. Like he's like five. Look in, he's like five episodes from saying like you do know the NFL is running by lizard people. <laughs> it ain't sorry to bother you. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> Alex Jones though is fucking crazy. Oh, speaking of, I did want to run. This. So um, I was watching the Pat McAfee show the other day. Um, so. I didn't pay attention, but it's really, it's been brought up a lot more. I mean, do you start, are you starting to notice like a lot of refs have been like interfering, which interfering against with like kind of like calls and a lot of calls that normally wouldn't be good called? I said that four, I said that two episodes ago. Like I've like, I noticed it, but I didn't like really look at it until like I went back and I was just like, cause the whole Terry McCullen thing. And then like just recently with, uh, who was that? I forgot. It was another thing where it came out that they were, you know, that they really started to investigate the refs and everything. Because, again, I didn't really look at that until, like, now. I'm just like, I didn't even think about it. Because, like, the Terry McClellan thing was just like, ooh, that might, yeah. you might have to look, investigate that. But they, like, the NFL started to investigate, too, because, like, this is the playoffs now. Do you, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think it's, like, another, uh, like, do you think it's an NBA situation where they had oh, the ref? homeboy in there? they had the ref when he was calling games? I think with the parlays making so much money nowadays, I can see a hand being in there. But I do remember asking you about this because, same fucking topic like two, at least like two weeks ago. But no, and now like yeah, because again they suspended Calvin Ridley for a whole year yeah. for doing a parlay with game. He wasn't even involved. Do you think they're gonna have to start checking the refs too for like their parlays? They should. But again, a lot of people don't know. I, I tell you, a lot of people don't know. A lot of these refs are part time. They not like full time. Exactly. Like they like they have like they they do this literally on the weekend, like tires and everything like that. And I really do think they really should start like if they gonna start investigating the players and make sure that they not doing anything cheat wise. Like they should really start doing that with the uh, refs too, because a lot because like especially going in the playoffs, the last thing you want to do is have a ref be the reason why someone lost or someone won. Because for the like for the past months, at least for the past like three months. A lot of these calls has been terrible. Like, not even just terrible, just been out of the pocket bad. I'm just like, ooh. Like, a lot of them has just been like, either they, not even that, they've they've missed plays. Like, they've missed, like, passing, like, blatant pass interference calls. They miss uh, face mask calls. They've missed holding, they, they always miss holding calls. It ain't the new. Yeah, a lot of holding calls. But they, they've been, like, calling them more. They've been calling a lot, like, less. And it's just, it's just like, ooh, I don't know. Like, a lot of these are just like, in the coincidence of the team when the team is down, Tom Brady has always had the refs in his pocket right. to me. But I don't know. This year, I'm seeing that a lot more with different teams. Well, not even different teams. It's just like these different like calls. Like, like whereas you have like these different roughing the passer penalties, but then you look at other games where the same play they didn't call it roughing the passer. Like it's been like you've had these random pa like these touchy touchy pass interference yeah. calls. But then you have like ones that were just like clearly pass interference, and then they just kind of just like not call it. See, and I can admit when we should all a couple games, mm -hmm. 
The Cubs are a couple of those games. I mean, that's always gonna happen. Like, it, it, it's not nothing like. Because it's like, right, it's not gonna happen. Like deep dive into it, like, oh, well, you do know they uh, they uh, you know, the NFL. Entertainment. I was just like, well, technically, it is a form of entertainment. Right. You know, the people. Then all of a sudden, that's when they're like, you know, that's how they, that's how they prove that the NFL is fake. I'm just like, calm down, like, calm down. I think most of them TV is fake. I think every listen, listen. I'm not saying the NFL is fake, but it is a, a of a degree to a point. You know, certain outcomes are gonna happen. Do you see the guy on Twitter when he was like, I just got the hit that they finna have a touchdown. And oh yeah, like it's always those. It's always that dude who, or or, or or like the one. It was like the one dude who was like on a. He was like on TikTok. He's like always is like oh, I'm from the future and I've seen this flow out, so I know who's gonna win the Super Bowl. And it was like giving me like it's leaked. Everything the script is leaked. I'm just like like I literally went back and like everything he said didn't happen. Like <laughs> like he had one. He had like the week one. Oh, uh, Baker Mayfield go against the Rams right when he was uh, traded to Carolina. Baker Mayfield's gonna run for 70 yards and a touchdown. And he's gonna headbutt. Uh, like running for 70 yards. <laughs> Baker Mayfield gonna get to like 40 and gonna and he gonna look gassed out of nowhere. Stop <laughs> so that right ain't there. gonna happen. But no, it's right just there. like, like, I. But also, I always feel like the people who like love to say like these things are scripted and everything is scripted. Like, and then like, okay, what is your point of proving it? That okay. It's a billion dollar company. They're not gonna, you know. It's they no know what's gonna there. happen when it's gonna happen. Yeah. But it, at the end of the day, like, what is your, what is your out, what is your point of proving it, it's fake? If it, if, if it's fake, then what, what joy do you get out of it, right? Ha ha! Now you know. Now you be miserable with me. I'm just like, what? Okay. I like when people still say, oh, wrestling is fake. Duh. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, it doesn't stop it from being entertaining though. Exactly. Like again. Predetermined. We all know that factor. We all know everyone going in getting the ring, right? Jared always said. <laughs> Jared always told me like we had to do who said it was so fake. He got in the ring day and he had to run the ring. Like, no, I'm so tired, bro. Yeah, exactly. You're not fake. You know that that bitch you wear right now is gonna cheat on you. Just sweater. Mm -hmm. Shabang bang, my nigga. That's me. I fucked her. Boom. Fucked her. Predetermined that bitch. Speaking of uh, wrestling. Oh yeah. We getting there like money. Oh. Well, how did you know I was gonna play? You predetermined it. I predetermined it, yeah. Okay, calm down. I wonder if that song racist for them. I, no, we asked them. They 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 said they didn't care about it. Ron Brown. Well, and this like some random like was that like Jay Sean or something? That was Ron dude? Brown that made champagne money. That's Vince's theme song right now. WWE getting rap money. <laughs> That's Vince's theme song right now. Really he, he up there in the office, his dice skull, just like. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, look up. Vince has an actual T Rex skull in his office. Um, so, if y'all don't know, okay, so I want to preference this as throwing this out there at the beginning, because nothing has been completely confirmed, but allegedly the WWE has been sold or is in the process of being sold to a uh, Saudi Arabia investment group. That's kind of huge. Cause, uh, yeah, cause so, okay, so let's, let's actually backtrack this. Cause this is gonna, this is like a long, like long storyline, right? This is wrestling, it makes it even more funny. I, I, I swear, I, I swear like, I swear like Vince took this from like session or something like that. So Vince, uh, you know, um, you know 
chairman, chairman of the board, everything like that, right? He was ousted a few months ago because of sexual uh, uh, sexual assault scandal came through. He stepped down. Uh, his daughter Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan became uh, co-CEOs. Uh, Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, was the head of creative. So you know that was for a time frame. So everything was going on. Um, just recently, just recently, uh, Vince was trying to come back because they were trying to sell the company. Vince said, "Ain't no way y'all gonna sell without me." So he came back. <laughs> and like one of the greatest, like probably the coolest business move, because Vince still technically owned thirty nine percent of the company, so he still had power to like fire people. So he fired a bunch of people, or fired, or had them step. Um, they had them step down and installed two people that he knew that would vote him on the board again, in uh, Michelle Williams and George Berrios. Um, it is some shit from uh, Succession. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, like, this is some outside shit. Uh, so then, once they get that, uh, Vince basically said that the only way he was going to <laughs> Mel said he bought it. Yeah, fluid radio, Nick cop WWE jeered her first. Uh, <laughs> no, so yeah, so he bought it. So because WWE is public right now, so you can trade and you can buy you can buy stocks right now in WWE. It, it uh, is right. Uh, once they go public again, they basically can do whatever they want. I'm good. Not chairman of the board, but he can actually install himself as like the head. Basically, what Walt Disney did a few uh, like a decade ago. Basically, just making himself the dictator of WWE, so everything would go through him. He had the majority shares. Don't he? he had 39 percent of the majority share, but the, so with majority shares, so little you know business thing. Um, when you so when a company is public, right? Like that means anybody can buy, it, right? Like. You can buy enough. You can buy as much stock as you want to, and you can afford it, right? Like if you buy, you know, me and you can buy, get together and buy like, you know, a percentage of it. So we would still be like, on, we'd be pre- technically on like the board. So they wouldn't take us anything because we got one percent of it. But you know, whatever. But when it's public, I mean, when it's private, you you are the boss, right? Like whatever you say goes, right? So there's nothing, you know, and anyone can else do. That Vince is back in control. There's not saying that's not too much saying what he can and can't do. So if he wanted to just basically break it apart and sell it to like everything, right? He could sell it away to everything if he wanted to, right? Or he could step down, take his literal probably billions of dollars to just go into like a hole somewhere. Uh, we're just like I said, I I think what's gonna happen is Vince is just gonna basically say like, hey, I am going to be the head of like creative until like I literally die, because <laughs> that's what everybody thought. Like everybody thought Vince was going to just basically be control of WWE until he dies anyway. So I always thought that anyway. Exactly, everybody thought that. So, but it, it's gonna be more interesting because like as far as like just the business side of it, it's a somewhat of a bad business deal. By Vince to do this because like you sell it to like Saudi Arabia, not just like that, but just like all of the backlash from like you know your own country, <laughs> your own government. Because like it's not like Saudi Arabia is the best, you know, has been known for the, you know the most you know ethical business practices, right? Like they're still technically. I like the way you said that. <laughs> yeah, because again, let's not forget they had a dude killed because they were talking about uh, the uh, the Saudi prince. And by the way, I heard nothing but good things about the Saudi prince. By the way. Yeah, because, you know, everybody else talks about... They had a dude, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, killed. And he goes into the embassy, they kill him, and then they have him have a look like, dressed like him, walking out. And I'm just like, what type of action movie did you see where you thought this this was going to work and nobody was going to notice? 
if, hey, if Akon can do it, he can do it as well. <laughs> but it's a business. It's, it's very it's going to be bad in a business because now you're going if you're a wrestler, you don't know who else is that once the sale gets done. Uh, if especially if you're a women wrestler, because you know Saudi Arabia has always been for the women. Uh, if you're someone like Sami Zayn who has Syrian uh, heritage, you're in trouble because the reason why you don't go over to like uh, Saudi Arabia shows is because they can't let you in because you're Syrian. Um, you have things, you have a bunch of like Jewish wrestlers over there who you know would not want to wrestle because of the fact of you know Saudi Arabia's things with Israel. So it's a lot of going on, and I think Vince is doing this just because he's having a temper tantrum because they basically threw him out of his company because he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Literally. I don't know if you ever saw Always Sunday in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. The scene where character Frank is outed by his company and he comes back at the end, he ends up firing everybody and selling off the company. That's but, what, that's, this is literally what's happening. Yeah, exactly what's like, happening. Like, it's this one, it's the uh, succession, it's everything. Like, Vince is just like, all right, cool. Like, y'all fire me. Okay, I'm going to literally power my way back in, sell it, fire everybody, install myself as the head of everything. And then destroy my company because if I can't have it, no one can. And that's what I said. He's literally just having a temper tantrum. I got two questions for you. Would it make more sense to sell it to somebody like Disney or something like that? Of course it would make more sense to sell it to somebody like Disney. But the problem is if you sell it to Disney, um, you technically, Vince would lose too much power. Because Disney would want at least, at the very least, the majority of the shares. Of course. Like, cause, But then you look at it, though. Like, If you sell it to Disney... Dude, you could have theme park. Now you have a literal theme park in uh, Disney where you could just play, make WWE land. Yeah, this is like guys like the Undertaker walking around, like people dressed up like John Cena. Literally, John Cena. Was- yeah, but then you're, I don't know, you're selling that soul. And I have a second question. Mm-hmm. With WWE, Smack is that still a thing? The is Smack and Raw. Is that still yeah, that's still a thing. Like Smackdown's technically owned by Fox, and uh, Raw's owned by USA or Peacock, whatever they want to call it yeah. now. Uh, it's still underneath the whole WWE. Yeah, it's still on the WWE banner. Uh, Fox is upset because they're they bought uh they bought SmackDown, but it hasn't really been like a true like turnaround investment. They're still like not getting the numbers that they thought they would have. But again, they're on Friday night, and I think it's a dead. I think Friday night's a dead spot, especially like where they're at in Friday night, seven o'clock. And, and they kept that spot for a long they time. Kept, I mean, that that spot has been like. Their spot for like since they came out in, like two thousand and I want to say like two thousand no nineteen ninety nine like when they first came out with SmackDown it's been like and Raw still on Mondays right yep no one's night Raw I think they were doing it so cruel they did like reruns of Raw on Friday nights and they yeah that was basically on. that was literally it at certain points they were just rerunning Raw on SmackDown because it was like there but no but yeah I don't hear nobody talking about SmackDown ever. They only talk about the, the you know, Roman Reigns, because that's the only thing. There's only good thing going on oh, in SmackDown. Roman, okay, he over there? Yep. The tribal chief. So when he get over there? I, I thought he was on Raw. No, he was he was on Raw, but then he left, because he, he left because he had uh, uh, cancer, came back, and then, like, left again because of COVID, and then came back, and it's now on SmackDown. That's the last wrestler I know out of this whole generation. Yeah. And well, that's the most, I think that's the most, like, noticeable, because, like, everything going on with Roman, mostly because, like, he had, like, a, re- a bunch of, like, random shirts that just popped into, like, pop culture. Like, the most one I think I see, like, the most I've seen has been, like, the Acknowledge Me Daddy shirt that he's wore, and I'm just like, you all are disgusting. Can you say that again for me? I'm not going to say that again. It's already been recorded. Yeah, you're lucky it skipped. <laughs> oh, um, skip down. Who's the uh, Who's the one lady that uh, that got fired from WWE that everybody's talking about right now? Oh, Sasha. Yeah. Oh, Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet or something. Mercedes Monet. Yeah, Mercedes Monet. 
Mercedes. <laughs> it was so funny to hear like Japanese people say that and mess up Monet. <laughs> Mercedes money. Oh, there he is. The tribal chief. He may even be mine. I acknowledge. Hey, I told everybody, like, but it was asked, like, why do black people run the fade Moans? Because have you seen a Samoanery? Exactly. You want to try to fade with that? You really want to try to run a fade with that? I'm not going no near Maga. Exactly. Umaga, Omaga. These Magas, your Maga, Mama. Mm-mm. Nope. You going to come and run that fade with it, but no. But this this is going to. But again, it hasn't been sold just yet. It's still technically being like talked about because with the hap with the being public they have to like go through, basically go through all the shareholders and you know right, right. get the thing but with vince firing like half of the shareholders stephanie mcmahon stepping down the ceo nick Khan being the uh, sole ceo it's almost all but but uh solid in there and the thing that and the thing is like when it comes to like wrestler morale and everything like that that's the key thing that's going to be affecting it because if because wrestling Vince stepped down. Like a lot of people were, came back. A lot of people were happy to walk back in through WWE. Uh, with Vince coming back, they're going to be. It's going to be a lot more questions. Like, do I even want to come? Do like you? Not only wrestlers there, but wrestlers who wants to come to yeah. WWE right now, especially with it being sold to Saudi Arabia. Especially if you're a woman wrestler, because that's going to be the worst part. Because you don't know who's going to be in control. So. What's the other uh, wrestling one they got? Oh. AEW? Uh, yeah, AEW. AEW sitting so pretty right now. They just gonna be like, yeah, we good, baby. I don't talk about them in a little while neither. Well, that's because again, the best part of again, the best part is a wrestling company. If you're well, also because they don't want to talk about it because like Jacksonville won uh, is in the playoffs, so that's the more important thing the Khan family talk about right now. But I, I always say like, if you're a wrestling company and you're not in the news, that's the best thing for you. Just don't ever try to be in the news for not wrestling stuff. Yeah, like yeah. anytime you're in the news for like business stuff, that's always the worst part. Cause either you're getting fired, somebody's either getting fired, somebody's uh, sold something or somebody got caught doing something they shouldn't have. So that's the reason why they took down ECW. There's too many rapists in there. Probably not. hundred percent wrong. Wait a minute, so it's also bounce checks also cause a lot Jesus of checks bounce Christ. though. Yeah. Is uh wait so is Hunter still like the face of WWE or what's he's he is the head of creative so he's doing like literally all the TV stuff so he's over all the TV stuff so, so he's in like the writers room huh? yeah basically he's the, in the writers room Can but you imagine his buff has in the writing room seeing it now. he's hey he's been in there for a while he's been like the head writer for not the writer so much for NXT but he's been like the creative for NXT so he's in there and then you got Shawn Michaels over there too oh Shawn Michaels have over you there seen too? the picture of Shawn Michaels recently. You should look it up. They come for me. They talk to I me. know that I seen him in a documentary recently and he looked really bad, but that was Like his lazy eyes like real noticeable now. It's just like oof. Like Sean is he, Sean look old and it's like oof. Sean Michaels now. Oh my god. This is something now? Yeah. He looks like the reject mall Santa right now. <laughs> we love you, HBK, but who? And the so worst thing about it, an aged world, he said. and the worst thing about it, it's not like he can blame it on drugs because he's been like he's been sober for like twenty years. I feel bad for this guy right here. He like that nigga in the uh, in the subway tunnel that you don't want to get changed. So he really do. <laughs> that lazy actor going. No, 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 best yeah, yeah, man, like, let me tell you about his fucking life and shit. Let me tell you, let me tell you, young blood, mistakes I made back in the day, you don't want to do it no more. 
You ain't done something else. You better talk about that Georgia one. Why? Yeah, it's a big moment. I'm upset. Okay, so I do want to talk about this. Uh, next time, can we stop putting Cinderella? Okay, see, this is why Cinderella teams don't need to be in the big games, right? Like, basketball is cool because you always have the opportunity. They got blew out. It was 70. Bro, I looked up at the first quarter. I'm like, okay, it's 21-7. They got time. You know, they scored again. It's cool. All right. I literally went back to look. It was 52-7. to I was like, bro, what is this? Georgia. Bush. Uh, when I, once I saw it was 50, it, it, they ended at 60. Imagine getting blown out in the title game, 65-7. to I don't even know how you said it to like, I don't even know what you said in the locker room. There's nothing to say at that point. I'm just like, all right, y'all, uh, good season. Get out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, y'all showing some heart. No, you didn't. No, they ain't showing no heart. But it's going to be more interesting because um, next year in 2024, they are doing the 12-team playoffs. So they're going to have 12 teams in there. I, it, I guess it's cool. I don't care for, like, again, I, I've been one of the uh, pure uh, people who don't want the 12-team playoff because, to me, it just sounds like an excuse to have Alabama in it again. <laughs> right? Like, this year, like, having Alabama in it was fine, I guess. Right? But not having not having Alabama in it was good. Right? Like, having different teams in there. Like, different type of levels of uh, competition. Now, granted, TCU didn't live up to the hype, of course. Like, they right. they blew out Michigan. They beat Michigan, but then lost. Uh, it would have been better to see, like, Michigan versus Georgia. But, you know, it is what it is. But... Them niggas was eating wings in mid-game. Yeah, but that's because well, at that point, you get blown out, ain't nothing you could do. But no, it's just... At, 12 teams, I feel like, is a over overstating it just because they it's a way to get like more teams in there. Because at, the, at a certain point, it's just like, so are you so are they each going to play in like an individual bowl game now? It's like, you know, things like the Cotton Bowl or like, you know, the Cheez-It Bowl is going to be important now. Like... Now it's just getting to the point where okay, so you get to twelve. Do you where do you stop at now? Right, you get to twelve. Okay, well now maybe we can stand it out to like thirty two, or maybe we do like basically we we'll do. Swag might as well come over here then. Too. Exactly at this point, but no, it's going to be interesting because you know twenty twenty four is when they, all the realignment basically goes happen because twenty twenty four is when UC uh, UCLA and USC goes to the Big Ten too. So do those kids get a bonus? No money. No, I mean they get an NIL deal, but. But Jesus Christ! Imagine having to go West Coast and West Coast to, uh, to Midwest and play your games, like almost every week. That's, well, come on, now. I think that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but hey, they want that money because you basically got to travel from like California to Michigan, Illinois, uh, <coughs> New Jersey to play Rutgers. Uh, uh, think of their homework. What homework? Ain't no, listen, college football don't play. Though. They don't do no homework. They got. I never heard about homework in any of these talks ever. They got it. They got it. They got. Listen, they got a team of dudes to do their homework for. Them. Okay, so you're saying that they have a team of Chinese people just doing? I didn't say Chinese. I just said they got a Somebody team. Somebody said homework. Chinese. Not me. What time you get out here now? There you got your chance. <laughs> you thought you was gonna get me. I'm like Chinese. I'm I'm like Lavar Ball. I never lost. Oh, by the way, just to update on Lamar, uh, Lamelo. Uh, he not Lamelo, Lonzo. Uh, looks like he's gonna miss the rest of the season. You not Derrick Rose? Get up and play. Too far. Really, nigga? Yeah. Push it back. It's gonna fall. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. shit. But yeah. All right, yo. I'm about to shout out to Flow Radio. 
putting me on as always. Shout out to uh, producer Jeff helping me out on the yeah, show. Whatever. Until next time, guys, I got two fingers for you, deuces. Baby, let's go. What's up? It's your girl Joycey J, and I'm Tavi Mo, and you're listening to FluentRadio.com. Fluent